Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you live from New York City. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Uh, today, uh, 31 years ago, Freddie Mercury passed away uh, from complications from AIDS. We will pay homage uh, to, uh, I, I think, a band that a large percentage of our listenership uh, certainly uh, has a great appreciation for. So uh, a lot of Queen, we will uh, tell you that today is U.S. Thanksgiving. And uh, we have a, a show uh, for you. Louis DeBrusque, regular Thursday contributor of the show for GCL Diesel, will join us. Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun has a new book out with some uh, interesting parallels to Edmonton. And we'll talk a bit about uh, Toronto as well. And then our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling. A CBA-mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers. They're at a team event as we speak. Um... 50 shots on goal, 3 nothing loss last night. The Oilers have only won three of their last 10 games. They're going to have to pull it together. There's going to be some changes here coming up over the next uh, 40 hours, 48 hours with White, White Sea with the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Ring in the new year with Trooper on December 30th, Big Sugar December 31st. Tickets and more information at com. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. I'm in New York. Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chad Studios and our top story for you. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Top story has to do with the fact that the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, dropped their second straight game uh, to start this uh, three-game New York uh, road trip uh, in back-to-back games. The opposition goaltender has been the first star. The Oilers uh, scored twice in New Jersey, lost 5-2. Uh, a couple breakdowns cost them some goals. And then uh, last night, real tough sequence on a uh, power play. Gave up a shorthanded goal against on a play that I'm sure Tyson Berry would like to have back. Uh, and then on the uh, after the shorthanded goal, the first of two by Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Barry was involved in a turnover at the blue line, and uh, I mean, he made a good play to keep it in. The problem is he got caught flat-footed, had to haul down uh, the Islander player. That led to a Pajot power play goal, and uh, the Oilers were in a world of hurt chasing a game against the goaltender that was locked in that made 50 saves, uh, Ilya Sorokin. Brendan Escott's back the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, just before we get to NHL, Oilers uh, now Audio Vault. Um, how much of last night's game do you look at the goalie for the Islanders, and how much of it do you look at yet another uh, slow start for Edmonton? They were outshot, I think, at one point four or five nothing in the game through the first five or six minutes. They did end up with fifty shots. Did the shots four total um, 
maybe take away some intrinsic issues that the team's having right now. I'd like to get your thoughts on, on, on what transpired last night. Like, do you look at it and say, well, in back-to-back games on the road, they've gone up against a hot goalie, 27 of 29 for Vanacek, and last night, 50 shots on goal. Or do you look at it like you got to stop chasing games. Where are you at with it right now? you got to factor in the goaltending last night. Absolutely. That was a world-class performance. And I I think you got to stop sort of shortly thereafter because shot volume for this team is not the problem. Generating things toward the opponent's goal typically is is not the issue. Um, it's, it's stopping the leakiness going the other yep. direction. The turnovers. And I was talking yesterday about Bouchard and, and Nurse and their propensity for turnovers in the early early season here and now we see Barry uh, you know following suit so uh, again like I always have in the back of my mind that this team was constructed on the back not to intimidate but to move the puck efficiently and if you're not doing that then we have a problem Houston yeah no there's no question uh, they haven't generated enough from the back end uh, the puck maintenance has been poor obviously Jack Campbell got back in there last night I think you'd agree with me he wasn't why they lost the hockey game I mean uh, I hated the first. I, I, I hate giving up goals when you're on the power play. Like uh, giving up a shorthanded goal against. I just hate it, you know, um, because it can suck the life out of a team. And, you know, that's a two on three that they ended up scoring on. That just can't happen. But I didn't think Campbell was a significant factor last night. The other guy, though, was tremendous for the Islanders, especially as the game wore on. Edmonton had some power plays in the third period that, you know, at 3-1, do their ears perk up? And, you know, but the, the bottom line here is they are struggling a bit to score. So now I'm going to pose the second question for you. In the final two shifts of the game for McDavid and Dreisaitl, they played together with different wingers. And I, if it's me, I'm contemplating. Like, I don't think Leon Dreisaitl looks 100% right. Like, he doesn't look like he's got the same explosiveness. So what did they do last year when he ended up getting hurt? Uh we all know what they did. They, they put him on a line with McDavid and alternated Kane and Hyman on that line. And I wonder whether or not the time has come for Edmonton to to have Settle and McDavid on the same line together and then to play Nugent, Hopkins, and Hyman. And, and maybe you play Fogel with McLeod and you have three pairs. Uh, obviously, the team misses Kane. They miss the gamesmanship Kane brings. But, Brennan, what do you think? Have we reached the point here where... Maybe you, you, you put Connor and Leon together for a couple games to see if you can spark and generate some more offense. Yeah, I suppose so, because it, not because I love that idea so much as I, there's not a lot of other options to sort of shake things up right now or continue shaking things around until you get the right combination. They don't have two players that are supposed to be in the top six right now if you factor in Kane or Yamamoto. So I really worry about the depth or or what you're relying on in terms of McLeod and, and Fogel. I think Fogel's game has been elevated because he's been up in, in the top six and enjoying some time in different um, elevated minutes right now. I would worry that his production would taper right back off if he was not being driven by the likes of um, you know Dreisaitl. So even though it doesn't look like Dreisaitl's 100%, Bob, I still think he's elevating his wingers enough that I would keep him uh, in the middle of the ice. What about Paul Yarby? I mean, is he beyond elevating right now? <laughs> I mean, the guy's got one goal in 20 games this year, and he's spent a lot of time playing in the top six. 
He has. I, to be honest with you, I've really liked his his interest in the physical element of the game, but I don't think that he's finishing anything right now. No, so he's it not. Makes it tough. All right. Let's get to it. We're going to go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear, have it customized all in one trip. Uh, Cam Moon on the call last night. The Oilers continue the road trip. They take on the New York Islanders. It goes off a stick to the left wing corner. Anders Lee. Oh, he gets hit hard by Dreisaitl. And Dreisaitl is getting ambushed in the corner. Pollock into the oiler end. He'll center that. Put on that guy. Saved by Campbell. Now on the left, Parisi into the oiler end in front of the net. Pajot scores. Pajot redirected the pass from Parisi. It's a shorthanded goal and it's 1-0 for the Islanders. Well, the Oilers played that horribly coming up the ice. That's a two-on-three that cannot end up in the net. To the blue line, Lee across to the middle. Here's Barzell walk in on the right side. Pajot in front of the net, scores! Anders Lee went to the front of the net. May have gone off an Oilers stick. Either way, it's a power play goal. It's 2-0 for the Islanders. Skating down the right wing into the Islanders zone. Right wing puts it on net. And the save made by Sorokin. Nima Linen will sail one over the goal. Back to the point. Bouchard shot. Tipped in front of the net. Left pad. Stopped by Sorokin. And he covers it up. Wallstrom goes to the right wing corner. Now in behind the Oilers net. He gets it out to Aho. He scores. Sebastian Aho, one-timer to pass Campbell. It's 3-0 Islanders. Ilya Sorokin, outstanding in net. He gets his second shutout of the season. 49 saves for Sorokin in the shutout. And that's the most shots the Oilers have gotten in a game in which they've been shut out in team history. This is Oilers Now. We're in the Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear. Here's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft on the loss last night to the Islanders. I think hockey's a game of mistakes. And, um, you know, it, what we try and set out to do is to make fewer than the opposition and capitalize when they, they make mistakes. They made plenty of mistakes tonight that we were unable to capitalize on. Uh, it seems today uh, that in today Today's game, it was it was a tight checking affair. We, you know, we didn't give up a lot, uh, but when we did give up something, um, it was a big error that ended up in the back for net. Oilers are ten and ten through their first twenty games. Think of it, last year sixteen and five. Now that said, it was largely on the basis of special teams. I think they were number one in the power play and number two in the PK. Twenty one games in a season last year. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the Oilers through the first twenty games. You know, we're a quarter of the way through. I think we've had good moments, and I think we've had uh, moments where we feel we can do better at. And to me, that is uneven. It is um, not at the level of consistency that we want. We're working. Um, you know, I see a team out there pour 49 shots. They, uh, no one folded their tent. Nobody uh, was an independent contractor tonight. We have people that are sticking together and working together. We're not where we want to be, but we're not far off of where we want to be either and that's uh, that's an important thing to realize that this group is a tight-knit group we know how to win uh, we've got to clean up a few areas but uh, we're working to do that Letters have won just three of their last seven again 10 and 10 on the seasons at one point obviously they were seven and three after they won five straight games let's not forget they started 16 and five last year then they went to 11 and two Connor McDavid Oilers team captain says there's time to emerge from this slump 
I mean, it's obviously the quarter of the way. You know, we're not sitting here in uh, in April, um, you know, going through something like this. Um, it's been a really weird league, obviously. Um, there's no easy nights. Uh, you know, looking around the league, it's it's tight. It's tight everywhere. Um, you know, I think that's uh, it's going to continue to be that way. You know, you got to find ways to win games, and um, different teams have gone on losing streaks and then come back and won six and seven in a row. So, you know, the league is uh, a bit of a guessing game this year. So, um, obviously, we got to find ourselves and grab our footing and, um, and get back at it. McDavid adds the defense is improving, but it's not good enough yet. I truthfully, truthfully think that uh, our defending has been better um, of late than, than at the beginning of the year. Obviously, it still has a long way to go. Um, you know, I think that's uh, that's pretty clear. You know, we uh, continue to have to be, um, you know, stingier in our own zone, harder in front of our own net, um, all those types of things. And uh, here's Connor McDavid's assessment on the 10 of 10 start. You know, I thought we were winning games early in the season. Um, Maybe we didn't deserve to win, um, you know, so um, just never a bad thing, I guess. But, you know, ultimately it's going to catch up to you. So um, you know, we continue to have to um, defend and um, you know, obviously when the power play gives up one, it's never going to be easy. And you know, five, five power plays, we don't score and, and give up a shorty. It's, uh, it's a recipe for, for uh, uh, losing. And Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, meanwhile, out of this perspective on the orders, needing to continue to work harder. I think the way that we started the period or started the game, I mean, obviously working a lot on that, but we still had some chances. Um, and later in the first period, we started to push and push, and uh, it's it's going to come from work. Um, it's going to be work-based to get ourselves out of this, and we know that. All right, so the Oilers get the New York Rangers, who lost last night in Anaheim. The Rangers have been out on the West Coast. That game is going to take place Saturday, 11 o'clock, Edmonton time. Again, the team had a it's a CBA-mandated off day. They are at a team function today. They'll practice tomorrow. Uh, you're going to see some changes at some point here. I mean, um, Niemalainen and Murray, neither guy's playing a lot of minutes. Broberg's now got seven games in. I think it's inevitable that you'll see a flip there, maybe Broberg and Niemalainen. Uh, Dylan Holloway, uh, Edmonton's a little light down a couple forwards right now, but, uh, you know, we could be closing in on if Holloway doesn't start to gain some traction, uh, where he might end up down at some stage here as well. Look, I'd be remiss without talking about the fact, and I will tell you, um, that uh, yesterday's bus ride, and that's part of the reason why Brendan Escott, and thank you, Brendan, for hosting Oilers now, but yesterday's bus ride was an hour and 55 minutes uh, from downtown New York uh, into uh, Belmont Park, uh, where UBS Arena is. By the way, great crowd at last night's game, and we had over 60 of uh, the Oilers now road trippers there. We're going to see them today at 4.30 New York time, 2.30 Edmonton time, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, the World Cup, uh, you know, there's a European influence on the team. There's guys now that uh, are keeping an eye on things. Uh, Alfonso Davies obviously is uh, friends with a couple of the Oilers players, including Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Brendan, I know you watched the game while you hosted the show. Um, I had tremendous empathy for Canada yesterday. They played great against a really good team. I loved how they played. I loved how they attacked. I, I, I loved how they pressed. Uh, they played a high press and created turnovers and attacked uh, you know, a couple older uh, central defenders. John Herdman's crew, I, I don't know if they can play much better without scoring. 
but it also reinforces that Canada really is in the embryonic stages of where they're going to get to here. Uh, a lot of their most skilled players are young, and there's going to be a wave carrying forward. So disappointing they didn't get the result. You can debate the merits on who took the penalty kick. Um, the fact is that Jonathan David is a top finisher uh, in the in the uh, French League. Uh, and conversely, Alfonso Davies would never get those opportunities playing for Bayern Munich, given the ridiculous depth that they have. But there is a lot to be thoroughly proud of and to admire in Canada's performance yesterday. Your thoughts, Brendan? Well, first of all, coming right from the coach and starting there and working its way downward, this team just carries itself with uh, with a lot of class and, and such a great representation, I think, of what we all love about sports. So to see them on the precipice of something special here, and it, it's not like they kind of they got ushered into this, you know. They got the second-ranked team in the world out of the gate, and they took it to them. 22 attempts at goal. I think only three of them uh, made it on goal. But regardless, that means to me that you're dominating the play, you're dictating the play. And I wondered about how that speed was going to play on the international stage as well when you talk about that front three. And as you said, Bob, they did they did well to uh, to press and expose the back line there of Belgium. So lots to be excited about. And Croatia, uh, a similar older team that I wonder whether Canada might catch by surprise, even despite the old uh, uh, F Croatia comments from Herdman yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well, that was interesting. Uh, my feeling on this is this is the start of it because you know we're, we're, we've got tons of young kids uh, you know John Herdman himself in a piece that ran in BBC referred to Canada as a sleeping giant internationally in soccer I believe that um, and so I mean Carlo Ancelotti who's generally regarded as one of the top managers of all time He'd like to coach Canada. He lives in Canada in the uh, in the European football offseason because um, I think at some point Herdman's going to get scooped. But Canada's on their way. And if you listen to the show, you know that I love teams in every sport that get after it, that push the pace, um, that try to score the next goal in hockey and, and, and in soccer, that uh, want, you know, People say defense wins championships. Absolutely 100% true. But great teams, great teams have special offenses. And I was spoiled watching that as an Oilers fan in the 1980s. And to be frank with you, one of my disappointments this year with Edmonton's team is how poor they are five on five. And now part of it is over the last several games not having, uh, you know, Kane and Yamamoto, but there's been some guys further down the lineup that were supposed to take a step forward that haven't, and Edmonton needs to continue to evolve and grow the team out as a result. NHL today comes up for elite promotional marketing, and I got a, a lot of text to get to, and I'm going to do that when we come back on Orders Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
All right, as promised, at 1227, we're going to bang off some text. Randy in Calgary says, Bob, Ilya Sorokin was great, but no depth scoring, no passion from some players. Edmonton has to get it uh, together. Goaltending is not the problem. Also, why is Paul Yervi on the power play? He has cement hands right now. Drop him to line three or four permanently. That one comes to us from Randy in Calgary. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Cliff and Busby says... uh, Need to tighten up a few things, really. The orders allow the opposition free passage out of their own zone, through the neutral zone, and into the order zone. Then Bouchard and Barry get mesmerized, puck watching. They don't notice the opponents to tie up anyone. They need a major brain shift and commitment to team defense. Are they not listening to Coach Manson? That one comes to us from Cliff in Busby. Uh, Blair, I'll get to remind me to get to your question a little bit later on because uh, I don't have time right now because we are going to go into NHL today and it is a quiet day. NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Uh, quiet day other than sad news out of Toronto. Yeah, which is the death of Borier Salming from ALS, losing his battle this morning, 71 years old. Um, Red Wings claiming goaltender Magnus Helberg off waivers from Seattle. Uh, Bakersfield wrapping up the six-game homestand Saturday against San Jose. Oil Kings dropped 6-1 by Medicine Hat on the road last night. Mason Finley got his fifth goal of the year. That actually opened the scoring, but that was all Edmonton could muster. Uh, Back-to-back games tomorrow and uh, Saturday against Swift Current up next. And the Golden Bears, a weekend home-and-home series against the Calgary Dinos, starts in the south of the province on Friday. Schaefer got his 15th goal of the season, albeit into an empty net for Seattle. So uh, I think he's got 15 and 17 this season. Mind you, three are in the empty net. He does have two hat-tricks this year. Um, and again, just a reminder, Broberg now up to seven games. It might be time here. They don't play until Saturday. The Oilers play Saturday. You never know. Uh, coming up next for GCL Diesel, Louis DeBrusque. We're going to head off to a Global News Weather Traffic Update. Eileen Bell.